Wednesday, August 2nd, more specifically, it's 7.13 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, August 2nd. Here's the deal, folks. Never say we don't want it. Never say we're not blue-collar, okay? Uh, we are here early because this is the only way we can get an episode out today. I have a tea time at 10.40, which is typically right after we record, right in the middle of editing Behind the curtains, car people don't see that this takes like an hour, hour and a half every single day after we stop recording just to get the episode in a listenable, watchable spot. So uh, shout out to Cart. Cart willingly signed up to get up at 6.50 in the morning and jump on this recording with me so that you can get your podcast episode today, people. Thanks for listening to this. If you're listening, Cart, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> Oh, and I'm 100% with you. And there there was voices in my head that say, you know what? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't wake up today. Maybe you don't throw out a pod. I mean, we've had a good streak, right? We went over We went over the 12 and a half. We did okay. Had some good views yesterday. It'd be, it'd be easy to say, you know what? Let, let, the, let it get to you. But no, there's people who comment. Seymour Butts wants to hear us. People who think you're Rob Dowster in the comments want to hear us. And that's what gets me up and gets me going. I don't even have coffee yet. This is pure adrenaline, maybe pure tiredness. I don't know, but I am here and I'm ready. I think we owed it to our listeners to Sleepers Nation after yesterday. As far as I can tell, folks, yesterday was the most watched day in Sleepers Media Channel history. So thank you to everybody for that. Uh, And yeah, this might be we might have like a C episode today. I'm not going to speak that into existence, but I'm just going to say like, we are not an excuses podcast, but sometimes we are an excuses podcast and we're a little tired today. So if the energy is not normal, it's because we're a little bit tired. Uh, But we also called out the comment section yesterday, Car. I said I needed them to be a star player, not a role player. What do they do? They repay us with the most watched day in channel history in 22 comments. So you're damn skippy. I'm going to wake up with a six as the first number on my alarm clock and give them a podcast episode today, Car. That's what we're going to do. Let's just jump into those 22 comments. And then later in this episode, Car, we are going to talk about some Michigan, Michigan State relevant-ish things. Uh, Trey McKenney is an awesome recruit who appears that he might like Michigan State now and not Michigan. Uh, There's a guy named Boogie. You just have a rule that we always have to talk about guys named Boogie whenever given the opportunity. And uh, we have a little quick message for Kentucky Nation, Big Blue Nation, who seems to have discovered us in multiple ways, positive and negative yesterday, Cart. But first, the comments. As always, leave a comment on our YouTube video. We'll respond to it at the start of tomorrow's episode. Uh, First from Jacob Anderson, 1810. Hey, guys, loving the daily pods. How many recruits do you see MSU taking in the 24 class? And are there any players you guys see as MSU leans currently? That's all you, Cart. Oh, you know, I I, I hate – I need to be more plugged into the recruiting world than I am. I think uh, I'm a lot more of so, like, I just friends or I'm kind of like – I talk daily to those guys. But a lot of the times, like, just for example, yesterday I was talking to Justin Thin, and when I had a chance to ask him about, you know, what's going on with Michigan State recruiting, we were talking about the fact that Quavo delayed his album, which means that the Canadian might be dropping sooner than we think. So that was kind of the, the way of conversation and how it was going. Uh, it You know, obviously missing out on Sherelle, I think, is going to hurt in the class of 24. Um, sorry, he's in 25. So you know what? I'm all off right now. Honestly, the only thing I really know is about the two guys that are committed, and that's McCullough and uh, Tang. So I'll, I'll pick it up on my recruiting, to be honest. It's uh, it's too early. No offense to Jacob. He didn't know this was going to happen. But it's too early for the first comment to be something that requires Carter to use his brain intensely. So that's not on Jacob. That's not on us either. It's just the situation. Also, if you're at home sitting on an over four and a half, Justin Find mentions this episode ticket. You're feeling great with the start right now. Can we revisit that comment on Friday? I'd like to address that. <laughs> We can revisit that comment on Friday. Okay. In fact, Carl, let me just take a quick screenshot of that and keep it up on my desktop. Jacob, we will get back to you later this week. The Real Porch Fly. First time I've seen The Real Porch Fly. Welcome to our comment section. Says, egg drop definitely proves the yips more than the free throw. Stay strong, Carter. You'll get through this. Or 
you won't, and this is just your life now. That's completely okay. I will adjust. If there's one thing I can do, I can adjust. But you know what also can also be adjusted? The length of clubs, folks. <laughs> okay. Big Cartel had himself a fitting yesterday, and he needed plus two and plus three on some of his irons, on mostly all of his irons and fairway woods. Uh, new grips, shafts were quoted as well. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if I'll be able to hit enough college football bets to pay for them, but we will see. The, the the option is on the table, but my clubs are way too short. Credit to you, Gregory. You called it. Yeah, actually, my wife called it when you guys came to visit and meet uh, my daughter for the first time a month ago or so. Um, you were like, can we can we look at our clubs? Like, I can't hit a golf ball. Can we look at our clubs? We pulled them out and Mal just saw us like stand by each other and was like, they're probably way too short. We were both like, huh? And then just completely ignored her. We did like the Ken Barbie thing again, where we just completely ignored her. And then turns out that's exactly what it was. You need longer clubs. Uh, t- you're six seven, also. Like, I don't know. <laughs> None of us should be surprised by this. I forget sometimes. Sometimes I forget. Didn't you get your clubs from your dad, who's not six seven? Yeah, he's about six one. Yeah, like <laughs> we sh- we should have been on this way earlier. Thanks, Real Porch Fly. Wyatt Robinson, 7620, says, read today that the Orange Crush is set to make a large expansion for hoops from 700 and to increase by around 2,000. Great news for our home core and an even better atmosphere. Glad to see this for our students. ILL. I and I. That's great, but also they need to increase police presence then. Because you know, The Orange Crush is wild. Yeah, I, that was my first thought. Is this is going to be so intimidating and fun. It's also going to be terrifying <laughs> for everyone involved. Uh, crazy student section. We love Illinois fans. That is a great development for their home court advantage. Also, more importantly, I'm working on a theory. So Cart was complimenting my shirt today before we came on the camera. It's a, a shirt that says Drake on it that I got from Homefield. I got about 11 shirts from Homefield for my birthday. Like I just asked for shirts and sent them all to my mom and she bought all of them instead of like picking her two favorite. So I got a nice little home field haul and uh, nice being only child. I've noticed a little trend cart. I've noticed a trend. Every time I've worn a shirt of a certain program, something good has happened for the program. It's starting to scare me a little bit because it started with Kansas state. They got Arthur Kaluma the day that I first wore the Kansas State shirt. Then I put on some UConn shorts that I got, and UConn landed Cam Spencer. Then I put on an Illinois shirt yesterday. They expand the student section triple in size. So I am on high alert that I'm the cause of this, and there's some magical connection. Today, again, wearing a Drake shirt. Drake album? Surprise drop this week. I was over here thinking about what could happen with, you know, DeVries and the gang, but you know, (laughs) that too. We'll see. I'm going to claim either one. If it happens, Uh, I'm just, I'm keeping an eye on that situation. It's a scary situation. Reese Williams, 91 says, love the content guys. Hypothetically, my favorite podcast of the week. Hypothetically, of course, cart say the U S women's national team gets Sweden in the round of 16. Are we one and done in the knockout stage? Uh, if if you folks want to make some noise and maybe make some money, highly recommend sprinklings of Sweden. This really? this U.S. win this U.S. women's national team is very unserious. Why yeah. why is that? Why is it? I'm confused. I, I honestly like it, it's a lazy take to have, but some of the incompetency of the men's national team seems to be sinking sinking into the women's national team. I don't think the talent is playing as much as they should. And just in general, like the old guard of, you know, the players that have won a lot before and done a lot of things before, they just, they don't got that. I don't know. Some just seems off. Like yesterday, um, after they drew against Portugal, which that game was at 3 a.m. in the morning. So like for the folks that actually woke up and watched that all the way through, you watch a zero zero draw in which, they should have lost the game. That post. And like, yeah. after, and like after the game, like all the bets are like hee-hee and ha ha and dancing around when they were literally on the verge of going out for like the first time since like 2000. I don't even know, like four, seven, something like that. But so you liked out, you liked Carly Lloyd's comments then? You liked that she immediately called him yeah, out? Yeah, it was it was a little it, 
it was a little much, but like I, I get her sentiment with that at the same time. I don't know. This team just isn't locked in. That's more so what it is for me. It's not like, oh, they should be embarrassed. It's just like this team's not locked in enough for me. Yeah. I think that one of the hardest things in sports, any sport at all, men's or women's, is to be a franchise or an organization or a team that has won a ton and keep winning. I think that's just one of the hardest things to do, Not both because you physically lose it and because things change, but also because like mentally, once you've won so much, I just think there's a natural truth that it starts to be diluted a little bit mentally. Like you're just like, Oh, I've already won this so much. It doesn't matter as much. And that's yeah. the sense I get but, from watching. But also, but if you're in like that special mental group, like I, yeah. I'll compare it to like the Warriors, like the Warriors lose in the second round this year. Steph's like upset, pissed off. Like this isn't good enough. Jordan Poole's like head up good season. We're okay. We're still the Warriors. We won before we just won the championship. Da da da. It's like, a, it's a mindset thing. Yeah, I got my 24. Rapino's like, I got my 29 minutes off the bench. There we go. All right. Uh, yeah, good question. Thanks for letting us talk some soccer. Reese, I I hope they turn it around, man. But yeah, the vibes aren't good right now. Drake Walker, 9147, says, need a highlight tape of Carter in his men's league ASAP. Drake, do I have some news for you? We can get your hands on that material, my friend. Uh, also, a video of you two playing one-on-one -on -one would be great content. Gotta see Greg's jumper. Yeah, we are, we are intending on putting video out at some point in some form of us playing various sports against each other. Basketball would certainly be one to start with. We have played one-on-one -on -one a couple of times. Carter's a better basketball player than me. Obviously he played college and he's six, seven with a ratchet for the record, but uh, he, I, I can hang. I can hang. And the jumper, the jumper's good. You can't leave now, me. How, out. how would you describe your jumper, Greg? Cause I think it goes in ugly I wouldn't necessarily call it. Like uh, when you see the jumper, you're like, that guy's a shooter. Yeah, I, it's it's misleading. People tell me like when they see like, oh, you're you're surprisingly tall. I think that's how they view my like, oh, that that's a surprisingly good jumper. Like the jumper's not pretty. Everything I've done in sports is like unorthodox and not pretty. Um, I'm just a lanky idiot who has really good hand eye coordination. Like that's pretty much all I am. So Can you change your Twitter bio to lanky idiot with insane hand-eye coordination. That's that's really what I am. Like throw me on a sport with like a racket. I'm solid. I was like a leadoff hitter in baseball, even though I run like a five two forty. So um yeah, but basketball, like a very good shooter, very good set shooter, off ball smart guy. Um if cart my biggest thing, if I play one on one with cart, the biggest thing truly is if cart gets cocky. Cause if he if he gets in the mode of like oh I don't gotta guard you trying to play mind games with me I'm just gonna make the jumpers if the one time you destroyed me in one on one was when you like you mentally were so locked in because I beat you the time before that you were not going to let me breathe once and I I couldn't do anything. <laughs> Side note on this the one time I think it was only one time that we played on the same team on five on five we were pretty special together. Yeah, we were good. I think we would be very good. Um, yeah. I know like not to pat myself on the back too much for something stupid. I'm pretty good at playing with a good big man. Like I, I feel like my presence on the floor helps a good big man a lot in pickup. Like I would be a guy you love to play with cart. If we played more, you wouldn't pass it to me and then just stare at me as your guy like digs in and doubles on me. You do yeah. you would relocate, you would cut, you do something. That's and after, you. after about seven minutes, everybody in the gym is like, Oh, they got to pay attention to him. And then you're why way more open the rest of the day. Like it is what it is. We should probably start hooping together. <laughs> Might need that development. Neil Stuckey, our boy, says, can't remember if you guys have talked about this or not, but what are your thoughts on slam ball and how many points would each of you drop in a slam ball game? Also, what current college players would you pick for a slam dunk contest? I'll go quick on slam ball. Uh, I, I watched it the other night because I flipped it on in the middle of ESPN's miraculous run of darts and Chinese checkers. Uh, and then slam ball, fantastic stuff from the worldwide leader these days. Uh, I I don't mind slam ball. I wouldn't like seek it out to watch it. But if it's on, I'd flip it on. I think it's somewhat entertaining. And I would not score in a slam ball game because I would just want to shoot the ball. And you, you don't score if you try to shoot the ball on slam ball. 
Yeah, I, I used to watch Slam Ball a lot back in the days for to, to date myself here when it was on Spike TV. Uh, I used to like love Slam Ball. Now I feel the same sentiment as you. If it's on, I'll turn it on. But on the opposite end, I would be special at Slam Ball. I had a trampoline growing up as a kid. Uh, I know the bounces. I know how to operate. Um, I would be special in Slam Ball. Yeah. Yeah, I would literally, I don't think there's anything I would be more worthless at in life than being on a slam ball court. I would That'd be honestly prayers. Anyone who steps in front of me, like that's, I don't know if you're stepping in front of me as I'm getting a launch off a trampoline. What current college players would you pick for a slam dunk contest? Cullen Carr has to be in there. What about like a returning guy? Is there anybody we're missing that would be good? Uh, none that I can think of off the top of my head. I thought, is he asking for slam ball or slam dunk? Slam dunk. Slam okay, dunk contest. I'd like to see, like, Steven, play slam ball. <laughs> Terrence Shannon would be all right in the dunk contest Ooh, setting. Terrence Shannon would be good. I, like yeah, I feel like he'd be creative, too. Um, I don't know. We're probably missing some people, but there you go. That's what you get at 7 a.m. on a Wednesday. Gavin Booher says, Sleepers followed me back on Twitter. We are absolutely winning the day. Also, Cart is on one with the pause moments today. Yeah, I just want to say uh, we both run the Twitter. We both probably spend equal time on the Twitter, too, which is a fun little development. But uh, I one of the things I've enjoyed about doing the daily episodes is I feel like I've put a name to a lot of people I didn't know listened to us. And then I realized, like, oh, some of those people interact with us on Twitter, too. Like, I recognize this guy. I saw Gavin. So, yeah, we'll we'll follow back anybody. If you're in the comment section and we see you on Twitter, or even if we don't, shoot us a message and tell us who you are, and uh, we'll follow back. Hey, can I say a quick thing about the pause? Of course. Okay. I just want to let people know where this stems from. Back in high school, class of 2011, Detroit Country Day, pause was taking over country day like a pandemic like an absolute pandemic like you could not get away from it i had a ancient literature presentation my last one of the year it was the final exam so like this was it this was like a it was it was like a crazy percentage of your grade i'm going through you know the spiel or whatever i'm going off i'm cooking i got the slides going i got the laser pointer not even like the real i got the laser pointer and i'm cooking on the mat and all of a sudden i don't know i said something about along the lines of some general penetrating something like penetrating a front and in the back of the classroom, Lee Bailey, my point guard, Shamanad's top 10 scorer in history hits me with a pause in the middle of my final exam rattles me. I chuckle. I laugh. I get deducted a grade. <laughs> I get like, like everything goes south on this. So like in my head to this day, pause is always in my head it's always taking over i do it way too much i'm really trying to cut back on it but it's lee bailey's fault for anyone who's wondering shout out lee by the way sleepers guest we had him on the show uh, a couple years ago i think i miss lee Lee's one of the best people i feel like that uh is in our friend circles for sure i love anytime we get to hang out with lee clayton clayton says this question to both of you if you could add one player from illinois current roster to put on your team who would it be Dan Dejo. <laughs> it's so funny that that's actually the true answer. I, you, it has to be Terrence Shannon. Like you got to just take best player available and force him in somewhere. Like you, I, you, you think Terrence Shannon really wants to go to Michigan? Ha <laughs> Even even with you though, wouldn't Terrence like put Terrence Shannon at your four? I think that helps Michigan State more than Dan Danger at the five does. That was my that was my original answer. Uh, I went from Terrence Shannon to. Do I want to put Coleman at the five to let's just keep it simple. Just take their center and put it in the center. <laughs> That's a fair uh, line of thinking. Yeah. Give me Terrence Shannon. He, the narratives on Jawan are so different if Terrence Shannon just comes to Ann Arbor, but I digress for another day. Tanner Hessling says, let's just say hypothetically, of course, that Jamal Mulvaney hypothetically reenters the portal and hypothetically goes back to the same conference that transferred from and joins a team that hypothetically has no point guard. That is a hypothetical situation that could occur here, Cart. But uh, also, hypothetically, Illinois has moved on and is very happy with their multiple point guards from what we've heard. Hypothetically, you're correct. Hypothetically. I know more than you, says, what current college basketball players would be good WWE recruits? Easiest question of all time. It would be Hunter Dickinson. That's <laughs> so true. Easy. Yeah, it's so true. I think he would be happier, too, in that world, honestly. 
than trying to grind out basketball and uh, wherever he intends to take his career in the next few years. Steve Dunn, 5353, says, this may sound crazy, but I feel like everyone is sleeping on how good of a year Tyson Walker is about to have. You guys seem reluctant to say he's MSU's clear-cut best player and had Jaden ch- Jaden chose the NBA, Tyson would have been good enough to carry them to a Big Ten championship and Final Four. Um, can I take this one quickly? Oh, sure. I don't think we've been reluctant to say he's their best player, first of all. I think we've been pretty clear-cut that Tyson Walker is Michigan State's best player, and we expect a first-team All-Big Ten season. If Zach Eady wasn't here, maybe a Big Ten player of the year season. Yeah. Uh, to your point on Tyson would have been good enough to carry them to a like multiple championships. We need to see that, right? Whether or not Jay Nakins is here, we need to see that. Tyson was very good. He had some clutch moments in the Kansas State game. And then that last possession happened, which was not all his fault. It was multiple guys' faults. But, like, we need to see him do the things he hasn't been able to do yet. Uh, I do think there's a good chance he can do them. But we also, like, didn't I say this yesterday? (laughs) What? Didn't I do a whole thing on, like, I think people are sleeping on how good the MSU guards are? Tyson Walker and AJ Hogan? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but it was more so centered around you. You're hyping up AJ Hogard more than actually Tyson Walker. I feel like people just heard the Hogard thing because it was so new for me. But like, I I flat out said, like, imagine if Penn State got a third year of Jalen Pickett. That's what Michigan State's getting in Tyson Walker. And like, I said that yesterday. <laughs> We're just skating over that. I, I blacked out once I heard the Hogard thing. Right. I think a lot of people did. So not to no offense, Steve, not trying to antagonize you too much. Appreciate the question and jump into the comment section. But um, I think we've been pretty fair to Tyson Walker. I think we expect really high things from him. And um, he's still there's another like flatly. There's another jump he needs to take to be best player on a Big Ten championship team from where he was last year, which was very good. But it wasn't that. So we'll see what happens. Seymour Butts 420 says, who's the better bowler of the two of you? I feel like Carter would be slinging that thing with no spin, but still getting strikes. Awesome. Uh, no, Greg is a hundred million times a better bowler than I am. Have we bowled together? We haven't, have we? Uh, no, but like we've like compared scores. Like I think like my career, I'm, I'm a terrible bowler. Like my career high is probably like 120 maybe. Got it. Yeah, this comes back to the lanky, useless hand-eye coordination thing. Um, that helps with bowling, I would say. I do spin the ball for the record. Was in a bowling league maybe three or four years ago, pre-COVID, and gotten a rhythm. When I was in the bowling league, gotten a rhythm where I was rolling like a one sixty to two hundred every game. You you had you probably had your own bowling ball, didn't you? I do. I have my own bowling ball, and I would say recreationally even if you just like bowling like even if you only bowl a couple times a year uh bowling shoes one of the best investments you can make like buying your own bowling shoes like i have i have a pair of my own bowling shoes one that are swaggy as shit they're nice i look forward to wearing them and two you never have to pay the extra 20 bucks for a crappy pair of shoes you wear for 45 minutes smart investment uh, Aiden Tree 3327 says, can Rutgers pull off a 2024 recruiting class with the top two players in the country? I, I think they can. Uh, they did a good job, I think, of keeping like their main recruiter and their assistant coaches because like, there's a little bit of turnover. I think one of their guys went to Georgia Tech, I believe it was, but they ended up keeping like the lead recruiters with Ace Bailey and things like that. It's just such a long time to wait when you have a recruit in that class. Like they've had him committed for like a good amount of time. And it's just, there's so many other factors, whether it be other coaches in his ear, uh, people like OTE and things like that, other leagues, just so much time that elapses and with time can lead to other factors getting into play. But I would feel pretty confident about it. Um, The one thing that would scare me is what could happen this season. Because I don't really know the outlook of Rutgers this season. It doesn't look as good as it did, you know, a couple weeks ago. You lose Cam Spencer. You lose Mulcahy. And I feel like the Cam Spencer one was kind of out of nowhere, too. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I think they can get them. I think they will get them. I think they will, too. I would would bet that they do get them if I had to, you know, put my sleepers sleepers crystal ball in, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, we don't do the prediction game except for when we predict sometimes. And uh, <laughs> if we had to, we would we would at least think we'd put like 
finger on the button, right? Oppenheimer style. Like we haven't pressed the button, but the finger's on the button for predicting Rutgers gets both these guys. Um, I hope it happens. That'd be awesome. Like if, if Rutgers was just really good and super talented for a year in the Big Ten, I would love that. It would be hilarious if like the year that UCLA and USC joined the Big Ten, Rutgers is just the face of the conference and the fuzziest name. There's nothing more Big Ten than that. I'd be all in. Uh, commenter of the day. I just want to shout this out. Zach Stewart was in our comment section 43 minutes ago, Cart. And that was 43 minutes from when we clicked record. So he was in here damn near about 6 a.m. this morning, jumping in the comment section with a comment. And he says, thoughts on PJ Flex situation. PJ Flex is an awful person. <laughs> he is. But like, I've, like, I don't know, behind the doors, behind the scenes, PJ Flex has been an awful person since the Western Michigan days. Like, so I, when I heard about the situation, not in the least bit surprised, to be honest. Um, I don't know that I'd go as far as you, although I think I've said those words a bunch of times in my life before. I just want to be careful right now. I have, uh, like, I Zach Terrell, I think people know this, is a good friend of me and my wife's, not to name drop, but he was the quarterback on the Cotton Bowl team. He lives here in Kalamazoo. Great guy. And uh, he swears by PJ Flack has publicly defended him, has said like, like people called it a cult. And he had a tweet that I think was honestly kind of a bar where he was like, cult, you're missing three letters. You are E it's culture. And I was kind of like, that's kind of a bar. That is, that is kind of a bar. But then also at the same time, that's kind of someone, something someone in a cult would say. <laughs> so uh, I don't, I I will say this. I think I would absolutely despise playing for PJ Flack. I think there are certain people who would be wired to love him and would be wired to go to war for him and say they would die for him and all that. I would just make jokes behind his back and I'm too cynical of a person to like deal with the whole road, the boat bullshit gimmick. Uh, I think he's a really good football coach and a pretty immoral personal life guy. That's where, a, I would, that's, where I, that's where I'd go with it. A lot of rumors from his days in Kalamazoo of some, well, not even rumors, just flat out what happened with his life story in Kalamazoo that was uh, kind of swept under the rug because he was winning football games. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Also, I, I said this in the McAfee thing earlier this week, but it's a human instinct to jump through hoops to defend people you like when they do something horrible. Like, that's... It's kind of applied in a lot of places right now. Riley uh, Lulfs, 6456, says, how do you feel about Purdue's 2024 recruiting class with Cannon Catchings, et cetera? I like Catchings a lot. Um, the only thing is the the rumors that I've been hearing, and there are rumors at this point, is that he's not going to end up being a part of that recruiting class for some reason, mm. whether it be him finding other avenues. But – like I kind of said with the with, like I kind of said with the Rutgers thing, the way recruiting goes right now, like any time between the player committing and getting on campus, you really shouldn't feel totally comfortable. It's never completely out of the woodwork that he could go another route. But um, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of catchings, uh, but you're also going to be looking at a year probably without Zach Eady, and that's going to look a lot different. And I don't know what William Berg is going to be, but he ain't Zach Eady. Purdue people like Wilberg, for the record. They say he can shoot from the perimeter a little bit. Um, I like Catchings. He's the only one I know anything about. I didn't know there were rumors he's not going to end up at Purdue. That would be a bummer for Purdue because I think he's pretty good. But um, it's also- very it's very slight slight rumors. When I actually heard about it, I started asking around to my you know Purdue faithful. Shout out to Braggs and fans. Um, they 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 said it's probably not going to happen, but. I know there are some rumors going on that are swirling around. And whenever there's rumors, there's usually or like what what's the phrase? Like whenever there's fire, there's smoke or some shit like that. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, yeah, that. So also Purdue has a a luxurious spot right now where like they have Lawyer and Smith and those guys are going nowhere. So as nice as like adding some flashy recruits would be, like they genuinely don't really need a recruit in the backcourt of the wing for like three years. Like if Colvin is around for two years and Smith and lawyer are here, 
it, it wouldn't you be more hype about like junior year TKR over like a, I mean, yeah, that's how, like, and they have first in TKR in the front court. Like Purdue's so loaded, man. This is why this is why I'm gassing up the Purdue take them serious thing right now. They're loaded. That boy from Illinois says, "Why is Carter always on the left? Greg always on the right? Maybe switching it up could be the start of something big." Honestly, fair thought. Maybe that's what's holding us back from international superstardom, Cart, is that you're on the left and I'm on the right. Don't switch it up. Don't switch it up. Okay. The, the actual why is because the Zoom call just puts us that way. When I export and put it into Adobe Premiere to edit it, it is the quickest, and Carter is on the left and I'm on the right. Blame Zoom if that's what's holding us back. Zuko LOL says, I would love Paul at Illinois. Who? Who? Oh, baby. No, no clue who you're talking about. Seymour Butts 420 says people these days will say some of the most outlandish shit, then say cancel culture is out of hand to skirt any type of accountability. Literally could have just deleted the tweet and said my bad, but instead he pretends to be a martyr. Uh, yeah, I said my piece on that yesterday. Also, I just can't express how much I love that Seymour Butts 420 is giving us like real intelligent thoughts in our comment section. <laughs> I love it. It's incredible. And final comment of the day, Clayton. Uh, shout out Clayton, our boy. He sent us a lot of messages through the years. Says, admit it, Illinois is your second favorite team. They're not. Would you like to admit that? No. I, I, I think I actually it's time to admit who my second favorite team really is. And you've said it plenty of times. My Can I guess? Favorite... Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Kansas State. I thought we were just talking Big Ten. Oh, just Big Ten. Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the Buckeyes. It probably is. Yeah, you you've tried to hide that for long enough. You are, uh, I think, a Buckeye at heart. You had some friends play there too. That's part of it. But um, I I I thought you were gonna go the Kansas State route and say shout out Coach Tang. I mean, that's probably my. Uh, actually, I don't know. Kentucky might be my second favorite team now. Yeah, they're cooking. We have year by year teams like you and I do a good job just like liking personnel and flipping up who we like year to year. And then I'm just an idiot and I have way too many teams in general. But uh, I I like Illinois. Second favorite is tough because like. I think Michigan and Michigan State by default have to be my two favorite, right? Yeah. So they can fight for third. I I like it. I, if I had to pick a Big Ten team, it used to be Iowa, but then Fran hurt me in person so bad so probably illinois i wonder who is gonna be our team i think i already i feel like i stated this a couple episodes ago like who's gonna be our team like you know how we pick that one team that we watch a lot we bet on a lot and we like stake a lot on going into the tournament yeah i will love to give us credit and i will 100 give us credit on this we were on kansas state before anybody was just yeah. let that be known like we saw Keontae Johnson we saw Marquise Noel and we're like we're in on these guys mm -hmm. let that be yeah known. we, we I, don't know, I don't know who that team is this year we got to find that out we bet those guys so much last year in like November and December and then everybody else caught on um yeah I'm trying to think off the top of my head who would be that team this year on pay it's gonna be it's lazy but like on paper I think that team's Purdue for me early I'm gonna be betting them every game. But but who but like I feel like we need like that fun yeah player. Yeah. I don't know. I think Fair. I might stake my claim for Texas. You've been trying to talk me into Texas for a while. I still just get Courtney Ramey flashbacks. I know he's long gone, but I like I see that burnt orange jersey and I just associate Maybe it's Arizona it with for you this year. It was Arizona last year. I can't. I can't do Caleb, man. I can't. I want because I love Larson. I love Balo. I say some wild things about Balo. You do. I, I can't figure him out. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, Caleb Love is just he's so ugh. You know, he's so uh. I don't know. We'll evaluate and report back, people. But uh, great job today, comment section. We appreciate your energy. You set the tone for the seven a.m. episode. Do you not have a coffee with you, actually? Are you just pure adrenaline? Uh, not yet. I'll probably make one after the episode. I was say, do you want to do a little coffee intermission real quick? I'm going to take a uh, no, I just got to straight. Agua, water. Respect. All right. Jumping in. Three topics today. Let's start with uh, what I think will be the quickest one. But I just want to address some of the Kentucky comments we saw yesterday. Because uh, not... Many of our listeners probably don't see any of like the feedback on episodes we get. 
and I was in the trenches with Kentucky fans on Twitter because of the Field of 68 videos that were coming out. At the same time, we're having a highly successful Kentucky YouTube video on the Sleepers channel popping off where we say only nice things about Kentucky. So I had some people call me a hypocrite. I had a lot of people call me Rob Doster, which is hilarious. <laughs> I just want to set the record straight real quick on a couple of Kentucky things. First of all, the Field of 68 video that dropped yesterday, the off-season grades video, was recorded with me and Jeff Goodman, just the two of us, about a month ago now. We gave them a D plus. I gave them a D plus. Goodman gave them a C minus, I think. Couple things. One, I am notoriously harsher at grading than Rob and Jeff are. If people want to say I'm clickbaiting or something, I don't know. I would say this in response. I don't care about personal relationships when I grade these things. Maybe Rob and Jeff, not saying they do, but Rob and Jeff know every coach in the country. And Jeff would get real mad at me if he heard me say that I think he's carrying water for coaches. I don't think that. But I'm not afraid to come out and be like, I hated that team's offseason. I've said that for like 90% of the teams we did this year. And all of my offseason grades were rooted in like, did they do the number one new thing they tried to add to their team? That's where I start looking at for every single team. To me, Kentucky's offseason was like John Calipari's at an airport in Detroit trying to get Hunter Dickinson. Didn't get him. Then it quickly flipped to, okay, well, maybe Shibway's back. Shibway's not back. Then it's, okay, well, we're talented. We got a bunch of freshmen. I'm sorry. Like, when you have a huge hole at a position you tried to address in the portal and failed, like, I... Failed, failed on Kaluma as well. Yeah, and that's my two big things were, like, why isn't... If Cal's so successful on the recruiting trail, why isn't he more successful in the portal? was my first thing. And Reeves' back is great. Reeves was already on the team. You need to upgrade the team. <laughs> like, it's the same thing I said in the Illinois video. Like, Terrence Shannon back is great. If that's the if the number one thing on your offseason list is a dude who was already on your team last year and you're trying to improve, I'm not buying that. Like, I need to see the new things that would improve. And that was my biggest reason was Kentucky had a hole in the front court. They whiffed on all the centers. And I am i didn't understand why there weren't more stars from the portal that wanted to go to Kentucky. So I gave him a D plus. That was a month ago. We plan out, we schedule out all the days that we're going to release these videos. Of course, the Kentucky one is scheduled for the afternoon that they land a center, right? Rob's probably loving this, but Rob's probably sitting at home, like licking his lips. Like this is this perfect. I'm not on this video. Greg and Goodman are going to get absolutely destroyed. Engagement, 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 right? So video releases, Kentucky fans are insane. We know that in a good way. And they're all over us, rightfully so. Uh, I like multiple people are like, well, to be fair, this grade was before, like it was recorded before this edition. I had a couple big Kentucky accounts asking like, what would your new grade be? I say B plus. I would jump them from a D plus to a B plus after adding a visage because I love a visage. I think he's incredible. I think he's like a, the answer at center for Kentucky. And if he had entered the portal, I think all these teams across the country would have wanted, like I think Arizona would have called him. UCLA would have called him. Uh, like Kansas, Duke. I think all these teams would have called him. And Kentucky would have won him over those teams. So to me, yeah. Is that a big jump? Yes. But like the biggest reason they got a D for me was because they had a huge hole at center. They whiffed on all the guys. They just addressed it with one of the most talented players any team added this offseason. Of course, I'm going to love that and go from giving them a bad grade to a good grade. So I made a video about it, put it out on the field of 68, and then a bunch of people who were yelling at me for giving them too low of a grade are responding to the video like, oh, you're just like, what a hypocrite, like trying to save face. Like, no, I'm not trying to save face. I'm changing the grade because Kentucky changed the reason I gave them the bad grade. That's what happened. And while all of that was happening, cart our video on the sleepers channel is popping off doing extremely well with all positivity. Cause we only said nice things about a visage. And there's a few people in the comment section saying, shut up, Rob, or like, okay, Rob, tell this to Goodman. Want to make it extremely clear. I am not Rob Doster. My name is Greg Waddell. I work with Rob Doster and uh, just in general, Kentucky fans, I have a large appreciation for you, 
but I was not being a hypocrite. Kentucky improved in the one spot I killed them for, so they get a B-plus from me now. Congratulations. Is that fair, Carter? It is fair. The one thing I will say is the addition of one player and jumping from a D to a B is wild to me. We talked about this to Langs. I thought we talked about this with the Illinois thing, like whether they would jump if they got a point. To me, it's wild. It is what it is. Say what you want. The one thing Why? that's funny, it, that's crazy. Why? Just in general, that's crazy. Uh, one player takes you from a D to a B. If your goal was get a point guard and you didn't, but then you magically did, yeah, you would go from not doing the thing you tried to do to doing the thing you tried to do. That goes, that's a fail to a success. <laughs> I mean, I can see a C to a, like going up a letter grade, going up two letter grades is like getting like two pieces or something. Every fan base in the country just wants like a C at worst for doing nothing. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, do you go through this exercise and evaluate a bunch of teams that aren't your team, that you separate your bias from? Like, look at these offseason teams had where they just whiffed on dudes and tell me why they deserve C pluses and Bs just because they're your team. Like, well, no, everyone has different grading scales, though. Like, you even said about the thing about getting players back. Like, that should factor into grading scales. I, I, like, just assuming players is back is not you, – you can't assume players are back. Getting players back is doing something right in the offseason. An off season is about what changes you made to help your roster to make. Getting a player back. That's not a change. Your roster. Not a change. That's it not a change. It doesn't have to be changes. Like if the number one thing that happened in your off season is getting somebody back, what do you want? A pat on the back? Gold star B plus because Antonio Reeves couldn't get into grad school at Illinois State. That's I'm it. Not even, I'm <laughs> not even saying. I'm not even saying. I'm. The thing is, I'm not saying that it goes from a, you know, a, Antonio Reese situation is different to me. I mean, I guess I'm speaking more so to like you brought up the Illinois thing, like Illinois getting Terrence Shannon and Coleman back alone puts them at a B to me, and you didn't have them at a B. Correct. I I don't think Illinois bringing back 66% of their team from last year that imploded at the end of the season means a great offseason. They are running it back with a more watered-down version of the group that imploded last season and painting it like unicorns and rainbows and roses. Like... <laughs> Get a point guard. That's all you tried to do. I don't understand. You just, you're just a tough grader, man. We'll agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Um, any comments on me not being Rob? You've made that comparison plenty of times in the past. No, I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're not Rob. <laughs> okay. I, th I thought you would have something cooked up for that. No, that's all I got to say. Rob also looks like Abby Wambach for the people who were talking about U.S. Women's National Team earlier. Trying to collect myself, man. Let's move on. There's a player named Boogie that is drawing a lot of attention right now. Um, is he in the portal definitively? Yeah. I didn't even hear for sure that he's actually in the portal. I just saw speculation that he might be in did the you, portal. Did you see that? It was actually funny. Like the Ball State men's basketball account like tweeted that he's entering the portal and like had comments from the coaches and stuff like that. It was kind of weird. I, that was the first time me seeing that, like the actual school is like, yeah, Boogie, this, you know, Jerron is entering the portal. We wish him the best actually said in the article, like, yes, I can't sugarcoat it. The timing of this is really bad and we don't support that, but we hope the best for him. Wow. Is Ball State trying to position themselves as the premier school to go to before transferring to a blue blood? Is that what they're doing right now? I I, I don't get that. I wouldn't even I, I personally wouldn't give a player an article and a tweet from my main account if he answers the portal. But, but hey, that's yeah, just me. Interesting move there. Okay, so just the basics on Jerron, aka Boogie Coleman, six foot five, two hundred and five pounds, ball state guard. He played two years at Ball State, then he went to Missouri for a year, then he went back to Ball State for a year. Uh, Ball State was all right last year. I think in, in the Mac world, they were good. They finished fourth in the Mac and uh, had a trio of guys that I think 
high majors were interested in, in poaching boogie being the latest one. Uh, what do you like about boogie's game? Should good teams be calling him? Should a team cart like maybe Illinois or Michigan be calling boogie? Uh, I think Michigan be more likely to call him. There's a couple things that go into this for starters. You got to say the fact that his name is boogie. I'm in on him. I'm just saying that right now. Boogie is an elite nickname. Boogie is the nickname of my dog. Boogie is the nickname of DeMarcus Cousins, my favorite NBA player, probably top five, top 10 favorite NBA player of all time. You have never called your dog Boogie. His middle name is DeMarcus. That, that doesn't mean you call him Boogie. I've never heard you call your dog Boogie. I've been around you and your dog plenty of times. There's never times? been a Boogie. How many, times? How, how many times have I been around you and your dog? Probably like two or three times. Carter, I came to your house like, seven times last year before our road trips. Your dog was always there. You've never called your dog Boogie. Like you don't have a leash with Boogie on it. You don't have any paraphernalia that says oh, Boogie. Oh, 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 yeah, I do. I have a Michigan <laughs> State dog tag with Boogie on it. Respect yourself. All right. With that said, with someone entering the portal this late, obviously he already has a destination picked out. This is going to be really quick. He's got to be in before classes start. Like fall semester starts, like in probably – three weeks, two or three weeks for some schools. So this will be very quick. He's an Indiana kid. I know that the University of Indiana has scholarships open. I think they lack in the backcourt a little bit. You know, like we've stayed on some episodes before, Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway is not necessarily a backcourt that blows you away. Um, I think Trey Galloway lacks as a shooter as well. And I think Boogie career, I've seen a couple of numbers thrown around, but I think he was around 35% from three last year, I want to say on pretty high attempts. So I could see Indiana being a choice for him. Um, would you take him at Michigan? I wouldn't know. Um, I think some Michigan fans would. I have a lot of thoughts in general. First off, I just want to throw out, it's been reported he's visiting UCF, which is where his Ball State teammate, Jalen Sellers, has uh, ended up. Is it Jalen Sellers? I think it's Jalen Sellers. Sellers? Somebody Sellers is uh, at UCF now. I'm sorry. I'm 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 per I'm perplexed that people still want to play for for Dawkins. So ah, no comment. I couple couple things for me on where the portal is at right now. I think I've said this on other episodes. It benefits players like Boogie, but it benefits players in general to go into the portal as late as possible. Jerron Coleman is pushing New Bounds to that. Right? It's August second, and he's trying to find a new school. Um, I think there's this portal inflation rate that, uh, I think Riley Davis has referred to, I forget what he calls it, but the people, because there's such a low commodity of people in the portal, like average players, dudes that are role players start to get viewed at as soup as superstars, because any team that has an open scholarship is like, well, that's better than nothing. Like that's better than an empty chair. That's that's the best name that's right there. He'd look pretty good as the 11th guy on our roster. And there's also this twisted sense of reality. We've seen it with Jamal Mulvaney, and we've seen it with other players, uh, Jose Perez, who we don't have a fake name for, who go into the portal and think they're a top five player in the portal and ask for a number that they're not going to get. Or they do get, but it's in a situation that they don't even want to go to. So... I don't know how this is going to play out. I think uh, if I had to guess, like Boogie might be going, if he's going in with a number, I don't think he's going to get the number. First of all, like it, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes in and is like, Oh, nobody's here. I want $200,000. And then people are just like, not worth that. Like, come on. You were the third best player on the fourth best team in the Mac last year, dude, what are we doing? But UCF would be a good fit to me. Um, as far as Michigan and Illinois and Indiana go, like, He's better than nobody. Like he's a good body. If you're projecting him to be a starter on those teams, I think that's a bad thing for your team. Uh, I'm also in general as as in as you are on a guy named Boogie. I'm out on any transfers named Jerron. Been through that. Don't need to see that again. So um, that that transfer is named Jerron too. I'm yeah. Sure. I no thank you. I'll pass. I've had that. And uh, definitively, just want to throw this out there. If Boogie ends up at my team, then he's a great addition who is a needle mover and perfect at the, the position of need that Michigan needs. If he does not end up at my team, then he wasn't good enough to warrant any attention. 
That's that's what all fans do right now, and it bugs me, man. Like they Michigan fans did it with Jose Perez. I saw the whole UM hoops board talk themselves into like, oh, this is he's the best player available. Like this really makes a lot of sense to oh, they found out Michigan's not interested in him at the price point. It never really made a lot of sense. Like it just drives me insane. They're doing the same thing with Boogie right now. Just the get the kid's not that good. He wouldn't be a needle mover. He is shaped like a position Michigan needs a body at, but he's not an impact player in the Big Ten. So let him go to UCF and be happy. Boogie. Fun name. Boogie and Doug would be great, though. It's a great name combo. Elite name combo. That alone might be enough for me. Maybe. Probably not. Let's talk about Trey McKenney. Um Trey McKenney is one of my favorite recruits in the country. You are more plugged into the recruiting scene than I am. I just know you like following that level of basketball more than I do. I like when you come to me with names and you're like, Greg, you got to see this kid. And then you put me on and I get really excited. Uh, you like to just discover these guys on your own and watch film and all that. Trey McKenney, I don't think you and I have talked about too much. He's one of the names like I've discovered on my own because he's so good. I have to discover him on his own. He's a riser that originally looked like he might stay in state, grew up a Michigan fan, and now there's a lot of programs on him from all over the country. I think he could very easily end up at a blue blood if he wants to. Well, he took an official visit to Michigan State yesterday, Cart. Notable because, again, grew up a Michigan fan. Sounds like he may be changing his tune. And that would be music to my ears. Trey McKinney is one of my favorite players in this class. Obviously, he's a Michigan guy, plays at Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the prep scene around here. Um, and actually, I'm, I I guess I would call it acquaintances. I'm acquaintances with one of Trey's trainers, uh, Andrew Myers. He, um, I think he's currently the coach at Pontiac, but he played at Clarkston, uh, played at Aquinas. Um, I forgot where else he played at, but I know he transferred somewhere. But anyways, uh Andrew's actually a trainer in this area he has crazy work ethic and every single video that I see of Trey is he's in the gym like this kid is in the gym every single morning working on his game locked into his craft on game days he's in the gym on off days he's in the gym this kid is like a gym rat work ethic type kid and you can see it on the court like his bag is insane like he has a bag of an advanced level player like I don't know if it's measure like to me his measurables aren't elite you know athleticism not elite but he's just a pure bucket getter and has so many like moves in his bag and to me I didn't get attached to him enough because I'm still convinced that he's going to be in Chrysler and he's going to be busting Michigan State's ass for years to come um now, Justin did warm my heart a little bit with this article, but I let's read the that. quote. Let's read the quote. Do we have um, to? Yeah. So this is from Justin Thind, 24-7, friend of the show. Uh, he had an interview with Trey where Trey said this. That's definitely gone out the window, speaking about his Michigan fandom growing up, because you start to see the real things play a factor. When you're a kid, you can't really see those type of things. Pretty pretty big quote there, I would say. What do you think those things are that he's referring to? You uh, can't see those things. What are those things? Uh that they stink. Um that admissions that admissions is funky. Um, does he does he care about admissions? Does a five star high school recruit care about admissions? No, probably not. I, that's that's why I'm not that's why I'm not like, I don't know, buying this quote. Like, you know, the whole people like to lean back on there, there was Draymond bring it up on an interview a long time ago on a podcast that he was thinking about going to Michigan, then went to Michigan and realized that those guys are, you know, throw it in quotation marks, soft, whatever other word you want to use. And he went to Michigan state to be a Spartan dog. Um, I don't know. I'm just not buying it. With Kenny. I think he's going to Michigan or a blue blood. I think that's the, the okay. Path. He's visited Michigan state. I feel like a lot of times now I'm starting to take this serious. Um, I'm I'm opposite of you. I don't think he's going to end up in Michigan. I wish he did. I would love it if he did. Uh, the dream for me was always like McKinney and Acuff together. Like that's a whole new program if you have those two together. Um, I I think this quote means something. I don't think it's like 
program shifting for Michigan, but I think it's real. I think it's genuine. Like I, th- I think the sentiment of like, oh, I was a fan of that team, and now that I've learned more about it, there's not as much to be a fan of anymore. It's real, and I, I say that because like, I went through my own experience with that, just evaluating where to go to college. Like, I visited Michigan thinking it was my dream school, and then I was just like put off by the whole aura of leaders in the best. Like, it, it bothered me. It was so such a superiority complex that it just didn't mesh with how my brain is wired. So Spartan Dog, for the record, not also not how my brain is wired. <laughs> um, but some people are, especially like five-star athletes seem to really gravitate toward the concept of being a Spartan Dog over being whatever it is at Michigan. So I'm taking that quote serious. Um, not great to hear that as a Michigan basketball fan at this point. Like, greatly wish that that wasn't the case. But... Um, I, I feel like there's a good chance Izzo swoops in and steals McKenney. That's where my head is at right now. I think he has all the momentum on the recruiting trail in the world. And um, like if you're McKenney and you show up to Michigan State facility and the first thing you see is Tyson Walker and Xavier Booker and Cohen Carr, aren't you just like, damn, I want to be <laughs> I want to be a part of that group right now? Yeah, and, and last thing I'll say on this is I, and actually credit to both programs, there's no lack of effort on McKinney as far as what they're doing. They're at every single AAU game front row. It was actually big news last year. The, the day after, or the afternoon after, actually, uh, that Michigan State lost to Kansas State, uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's was playing at the Breslin Center, and Tom Izzo was back in the Breslin Center front row watching McKinney. So he's at every single game. You know, they're making themselves know. Same with Juwan and his squad. So, they're going all in on this kid, and whoever does get them is going to get an unreal basketball player. Yeah, one one of the most fun recruits to come through Michigan in a very long time. Um, tough to keep those blue bloods away. Just there. is. Just saying that it is, but one to keep an eye on for sure. Let's end the episode today, Cart, with one big thing presented by Big B. Uh, big B is very helpful to us at seven a.m. when we have to record two hours earlier than normal uh, to get through an episode. I'm powered by Big B today. Carter's powered by pure adrenaline and sweat. Cart, what's your one big thing today? My one big thing is that I think that everyone needs to evolve in life. And when you evolve in life, that includes your coffee drinking abilities. Okay. Now, I don't want to be a coffee purist or a coffee, you know, you know, uh, judging other people's coffee orders. But I truly think that when you reach a certain age or a certain point in your life, you need to start drinking your coffee black. It's got the best health benefits. You don't have that other added stuff in there. And honestly, your palate just needs to grow to a point where you drink it black and it tastes good that way. So I just want everyone to, you know, maybe this week, just once, if you don't already, head to your local Big B and just get yourself a nice ice black coffee or hot if you, you know, feel a certain way about drinking that when it's warm outside. I will judge you, but go right ahead. But just go out and try a black coffee and just give it give it a real shot because it actually is life changing, I think. Once you go black, you never go back. Greg, really? <laughs> I, during, I one only, big, during one big thing. <laughs> I only drink black coffee now. I'm just saying. I agree with the sentiment. I haven't gone back. So you went black and you didn't go back. I have not gone back from black i'm just calling it what it is uh i agree i agree for the record thank you cart for that uh i would like to go from my horrible joke to a serious moment here cart um in fact yeah let's take the hats off i have sleep hat here right now i'm sorry um horrible horrible news out of evanston that has shaken all of big 10 nation right now our savior our chosen one Udarius Bowie has had hand surgery. So I would love if you would just indulge me for a moment and the listeners at home, please close your eyes. Let's end the episode with a boo booey prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you today to beg, to plead, to simply pray. We pray Boo's hand is free from ill so he can do the old Boo thrills. We need a happy, healthy star, both on the court and at the bars. So please, O Lord, thy will be done. Make whole our handsome, broken son.
Amen. That was beautiful. True. Who our thoughts are with you. Recover. Come back stronger than ever. Sleepers podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. And then uh, two more episodes this week, a Thursday episode at the normal time and a Riley Friday. Riley Davis has been, uh, I think, getting more and more excited as the weeks go by card. He's been texting us earlier in the week with ideas for the Friday episode. So looking forward to that again. Thank you to everybody for the support yesterday. Greatest day in Sleepers Channel history. Let's keep having more greatest days in Sleepers Channel history. A lot of cool stuff cooking behind the scenes that hopefully we can bring you forward the season. You can listen on Apple and Spotify. Go to the YouTube channel as well. Leave us a comment. Like, subscribe. Carter, have a great Wednesday. I hope that I shoot an 89 at my home course today. Hope Dave washes you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.